welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and this week I was just kind of struggling trying to figure out like what could I talk about that I haven't talked about, what um, what topics are interesting? Um, I decided just reflecting on my week to talk about some of my senior patients. Um, I have a lot of senior patients. I, I, I was, you know, laughing about it that Dan Dominguez, who, I, um, whose office I share, um, is, you know, um, working with all these like elite athletes and he gets all the like, 22 year olds that like if you treat you just you just look at them and they can get better and then i get i'm getting all these seniors and seniors are tough cases like um i i'm looking at it as an accomplishment that i'm that i'm getting good results for seniors because they're the toughest cases um so it's a good thing it is a good thing um there's there's just not a whole lot of um glamour in it they're not gonna tag me in instagram posts and i don't know none of them is giving me signed jerseys or anything but um but but it is gratifying when you're getting good results for people who have basically given up on our medical system Um, by the time i'm seeing somebody they've been through so many um, procedures and nothing else was working but you know, in in a small city like Buffalo, New York, um, if you're doing good work, the word gets out because people tell each other things. Like, like people grew up together here, and if they're if they're seeing good results with you, then they tell all their friends, and then their friends come in, and that's really what happened um, with me. Is why I've blown up with a lot of the senior patients because they tell each other, they tell their friends like that this is what has finally worked for them for their chronic pain and people know their friends' issues. So, you know, when you see somebody who's just been living with constant pain, usually hip or back pain, sometimes neck pain, neuropathies, um, and then they got better and they're telling you this is who helped me, then, you know, you will take a referral. You'll actually think about going and seeing that person. So that's what's happened. I'm seeing tons of people who know each other um, and have gotten great results from electric stimulation acupuncture uh, at motor points and um, working on things like nerve trunks with electric stimulation. And they're just, and they're getting great results for really complex things that uh, I think Five years ago, I would have struggled more with um, like neuropathies. Neuropathies are are tricky, 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 tricky. And you don't, um, you can't always just treat the spinal segment and and just hope that it's going to get better. 
so um so i was going to talk about some of my some of my, my patients that i saw this week um one of my drop foot patients um has uh, he's he's had uh, ever since a spinal uh, uh fusion surgery he had drop foot and his his uh calf has atrophied and he had um had um burning burning pain on the bottom of his foot and some numbness um so i've seen him now three times i i mean this this week was his third visit so i can't say how he's done after the third treatment after the second treatment i would say he's not getting a ton of response to stimulating the deep peroneal nerve trunk for his drop foot yet but when i do passive motion what i did was um like a passive um dorsiflexion and and it seems to me that really the biggest issue and i showed it to him he can lift his foot to the end range of his ankle but he's he's lost a lot of dorsiflexion and i that so i told him you know our real issue now i need you to stretch your calves and i'm going to i got to really dig in on all of the muscles that plantar flex because i think even if i am getting your your nerves firing better for your drop foot until we can improve your dorsiflexion there there's no point you're lifting to the point where your where your muscles will let you go and then the reason you can't go further is possibly and very likely i believe more of muscular restriction in, of the plantar flexors so that's where we are with that but his burning pain on the bottom of his foot is gone and that's from treating the plantar um, nerve trunk um and which you know right is right uh, just a little bit below the medium malleolus and back a little bit um so so that um a lot of that neuropathy that he's having is actually improving which i'm happy about um then I have another patient. I just saw her this weekend. I mean, this week after last week, she had a follow-up visit with her neurosurgeon who was trying to figure out whether or not they needed to do surgery in her back. And I think she's gotten a reprieve from the neurosurgeon because she was shocked at how much stronger her drop foot muscles had gotten she's able to actually resist um in testing of her drop foot very very well and that's from stimulation of the deep peroneal nerve trunk on her um the lateral part of her foot that that has always been numb is improved but not a hundred percent yet so that's my that's my latest struggle um working on the lateral plantar nerve uh, via the nerve trunk and um, treating the abductor hallucis and the tibialis posterior, which can entrap that nerve. And then that lateral uh, plantar nerve actually passes through the abductor hallucis. So I'm still keeping on that. But then also working with the sural nerve on the outer part of the leg and foot um, in case that's part of that numbness. Um, but doing that all with electric stim and and um, she's very happy with her progress and she's very happy 
that the doctor is no longer really concerned that there there's a need for surgery because they're seeing she doesn't have the muscle weakness she has she's getting all of that back and and even the doctors can't really um, do anything about the numbness and have no real suggestions for that so really acupuncture with electric stim is really her best bet right now um, but she's she's very happy with her progress I'm very happy with her progress uh, she came in in a lot of pain back pain sciatica numbness tingling terrible for her um, to, to even just stand and get about so she's doing great um, one of my patients had a stroke uh, two years ago in a surgery to put in a pacemaker. Um, and it turns out that her pacemaker is only there as a backup for her heart if she has AFib. Um, so um, she was able to get in writing uh, permission from the doctor to use electric stimulation. Um, if you, uh, the, the, the manufacturer was part of that consultation and they said direct current is completely safe. Alternating current is safe with some precautions. And, and also it's important to know that the patient is not relying on the pacemaker for, um, to stay alive. It's there as a backup. So, um, so the doctor gave us permission to use electric stim acupuncture on her um, left arm, her hip, and her leg. And it is direct current because it's a battery in my stim devices. So they says completely safe. So of course I put all that documentation into her chart and we continued and she's doing well. Um, the best thing I can say right now for her, because she still has numbness in her left arm, she still has numbness in her leg, but the best thing after two treatments is that she is now much better able to go upstairs using both legs. Instead of kind of one leg, one leg, one leg, she is able to lift her left um, knee, which she was not able to do. That's mostly just treating the psoas and the rectus femoris, really. Um, and, you know, with my seniors, I don't, I really try to be very uh, judicious about what, how much stimulation I'm giving them, how, for how long, how many needles can they tolerate. I, until I know the patient well um, and I know how they respond, um, then I, I really try to kind of take it easy. But um, I've been working on her uh, forearm and her biceps um, and... Um, definitely seeing better mobility. She's definitely able to grasp things better. Um, because of her stroke, she has a hard time letting go of things. That And that is not a muscular thing, obviously. That's like a brain initiation sort of thing. But we're talking about that, and I think I'm going to help her figure out a way to do that because as, as, as soon as she lets go of the the annoyance that she can't let go, then it lets go. It's like when she wants to let go, she can't. And as soon as she doesn't care, she can. So we're working on that. But um, but she's responding well. Her leg is responding well. Her hip is responding well. I'm very happy about that. Uh, working on the foot too for her. 
and she is feeling some improvement in the foot. Um, who else was having her? Okay. Another patient, interestingly, um, because he has numb, he, he came into me as a referral from a physical therapist that I treat as a patient who has been sending me some of her, um, tougher cases. And, um, he is a teacher and when he was, he would stand after about two minutes, he would have a lot of pain in the left hip and left leg going down the left side of the leg. Um, he consulted doctors. One of them wanted to do cortisone. Another was suggesting that it was that he, he really um, should have surgery, spinal fusion. Um, part of that, I think that diagnosis came not only from just like a, an MRI that shows some disc bulging, but, um, but because he had numbness in his left uh, pinky toe and fourth toe. No, um, nothing in the low leg. Um, um, the pain that he had went down the side of the leg, not the back, like sciatica. But um, anyway, so he didn't want to have surgery. He's going through physical therapy, and the physical therapist sent him to me. And she's still working with him, but um, but she figured I could probably help. So um, I assessed his hip, and what was so interesting was. Um, when I had him on his side to treat his TFL and glute men, and then we were talking about the pain that went down the side, cause I was thinking like IT band syndrome. Um, I palpated his left thigh around the vastus lateralis around IT band. And it was the like hard as a rock, like shocking amount of tension there on the fascia lata and the vastus lateralis. So it became quickly apparent to me that his left vastus lateralis had this long, tight, tight band of trigger point. So um, I treated the trigger point, and I thought I, I thought it would probably need another one or two f- uh, follow-ups to get rid of it completely or deactivate it. Um, but the next week when I saw him, he said, all of the leg pain is completely gone. I can stand now and have no leg pain at all. Um, he said, I still have numbness in my toes. I said, oh, yeah, well, we didn't even treat that yet. So don't worry about that. We're going to do that today. And then he was having some hip, still having some hip pain. So this week was his third visit. Still no leg pain. Hip is much, much better, but still gets a little achy right around the left iliac crest area. So I was able to find some good trigger points to work on this week that I think have resolved that. And I worked on his left toe numbness. Um, Again, working from uh, the idea that it's a lateral plantar nerve uh, entrapment. So working with the abductor hallucis, the tib posterior and uh, and the nerve trunk, the plantar nerve trunk, and um, at the end of that treatment, he had almost all of his sensation back in his toes, which I thought was great, like one treatment. So well, we're going to see. I'm going to see him again um, next week. He wants to get one more visit in before school starts back, and he's just going to have to stand all day and 
He just wants to make sure he's like 100%. So I said, I think you're going to be 100% and you're going to end up canceling this next visit. But I want you to, you know, keep it. If you need it, then obviously come in. We're going to see. I have a feeling his his toes are going to get like to 100% in the next few days. Because neuropathies are weird that way and they take a few days to kind of chill out um, and get better. But um, And then I had one more patient. Now, he was not a senior. He is... Um, a teacher in his like mid thirties um, and, and in very good shape. Like he, he does like Brazilian jujitsu. He does a bunch of stuff when he wasn't in pain. Um, so anyway, I think he's going to be super great. And I'm kind of shocked that any doctor was even thinking about spinal fusion. Well, we were kind of, we were talking about that and kind of uh, laughing almost about like, aren't you glad you didn't get your spine fused? Because <laughs> for this trigger point in your vessels laterals and this trigger point in your piriformis and glute med. Um, but anyway, so, so, um, so my last story is a patient of mine who had a serious fall. She's a senior citizen. She's like 68, I think, um, right arm broke in half, um, sticking out, you know, bone sticking out, fell on the ice um they she had she had to go through two surgeries by the time i saw her she had been suffering in with neuropathy neuropathic pain in her right arm for over a year on a like constant basis it felt like a deep cold ache in her arm and when i saw her she had a lot of atrophy in her forearm she had a serious scar that ran the whole forearm from from actually inner bicep area all the way down to the wrist because they had done a nerve transplant for her median nerve um they'd taken from one place and then put in another place she said it didn't really even help that much she has uh she had numbness in her most her fingers really when i first saw her um she had numbness in her whole all of her fingers when i first saw her but um I treated it as radial tunnel and then cubital tunnel and and I did electric stim in her bicep kind of following along that pathway of the of the scar um, pronator teres palmaris longus um, I did a lot on her first treatment she was able to tolerate it pretty well well she walked out with no pain okay that was the first thing then I saw her again and she still had no pain she was feeling really really good but we kept working on the muscles, trying to get things firing better because she she'd had she lost a lot of strength and and dexterity, and she really wanted to be able to do things like button her blouse, unzip her her coat, pull a credit card out of her wallet, things like that, the day to day things. Um, and um, actually, she is doing a lot of that now. She's doing um, after several treatments. But anyway, a couple weeks, a couple treatments ago, she said. You know, that first treatment I got was the most pain relief that I had. And I've been hoping to regain, to re, you know, return to that level of relief. And I just haven't yet. And so I said, it's interesting you said that. Okay, let's look at what I did that first visit that maybe I have not been doing since and see. And the only thing that I had done that visit that I was not doing now 
was some instrument-assisted soft tissue manipulation over the scar. So I said, so let's add that today in your treatment and see what you think. So I got out my CBD cream that I like to use when I'm doing some ISTM work. And I was going super gentle like I always do because we're trying to release the fascia. I'm not trying to dig into the muscles. And and she said, ooh, she was like grimacing on over the bicep area. And um, I said, what? What's wrong? She says, it just feels really weird. It's really uncomfortable. But keep going because if we got to do this, we got to do this. Just do it. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't like seeing you uncomfortable and she's like, no, it's okay. I can do it. I can tolerate it. It's okay. Just weird. She just said, it's just weird. I have a feeling it was like neuropathic discomfort um, because I wasn't digging in. You know, this was all sensory irritation. She said, it's just really weird feeling, uncomfortable. So I worked, you know, for maybe five minutes over the scar. And then I wiped off the excess CBD and I just said, okay, let's see how it goes. And I booked her for the next week. And then I saw her this week. And she said, oh, my God. All right. She said, I was out with my friend. And I, I was telling her this is the first time that I've walked out of the treatment and felt discomfort because I usually feel great. She said, this is the first time after seeing you that I was having some soreness and discomfort. She said, and then the rest of the week, it got better than ever, that it's ever been she said oh my god so much better so i said well then we're definitely working with the scar again this week so i did my istm on the scar and it wasn't irritated it wasn't weird for her it was just it felt normal to her so i was excited about that i'm waiting to see what she says next time i see her uh, we booked another appointment next week just to just to keep on top of it for a while and then hopefully we'll go back to a less frequent uh, schedule like we had. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool, interesting, hard to explain. But I think that the scar itself was probably generating some of her pain, some of her neuropathic sort of sensory input disruption. Um, and I'll be curious to see how this goes. Because we're still working with the muscles of the extensors of the fingers, the, the flexors of the fingers, trying to still improve her dexterity and the ability to move um, her fingers better. Some of that, I think, is just nerve damage, frankly, from the surgery, from, from the accident and then from the failed surgery. But, um, but you know, as long as she is getting more um, dexterity, feeling better, we're going to keep at it. Um, but anyway, I thought that was an interesting story. I, you know, I can't yet say that that is the only thing that we need to work on. But, um, but I, I thought it was interesting that she had such a sensitivity on over the scar, and that it kind of flared up that night, and then she got way, way better. I think that's really interesting. It reminds me of you know how Carl Levitt really always talked about how important it is to work with scars. Um, and I think of using, I think of treating scars for, um, motor control, but here it was more, I think contributing more to neuropathy than to an issue with motor control. But, um, anyway, putting it out there, it's an interesting case. Um, probably if you see something similar, be 
interesting to try um, some gentle instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation over the scar I uh, see I didn't do surround the dragon I didn't stick needles all around the scar it's a long scar um, and I was thinking it was more like a fascia thing anyway because the way it was you know kind of stuck I didn't want to she has really um, delicate delicate skin you know um, it, it really didn't feel right to be putting a bunch of needles in her around the scar so i did the istm and i'm glad i did i think it really helped um so i'll stop there for now um those some interesting cases for the week um happy to be getting good results for my senior patients because like i said i really think five years ago I'm, i might have struggled a lot more and i think you know the more i learn the better i get the tougher the cases I, I'm going to get because, um, you know, um, I don't know, maybe that's just the universe. Maybe it has something to do with um, the way, you know, if you get good results for someone with a tough case, then they tell their friends who have tough cases. Because I'm telling you, once you're over 70, you are, you, you know, a lot of people with some difficult, challenging uh, issues that cause a lot of pain. And, you know, Nobody wakes up and says, oh, it's okay because I'm this age and I'm okay with being in pain all the time. Nobody does that. Nobody just says, oh, yeah, because the doctors expect you to accept that at your age, that's what's going on. And nobody wakes up and says, well, it's because I'm 80. I'm okay with being in constant pain and unable to hang out with my family. Nobody does that. So it's very gratifying to be able to help people who are in their 70s and 80s getting back to doing things like I have two senior patients that are both don't even know each other. They're both in Alaska right now. <laughs> One's a retired nurse with knee pain. She's and, and I've been treating her husband too. They're doing great. And they're going to be hiking in Alaska. The other one was a, a, a sciatica patient with foot neuropathy on both sides. Um, constant pain, unable to sit, unable to stand. And he is, well, probably already off the cruise and in Alaska. He went on a cruise to Alaska and he's doing great. And he's not in pain and he doesn't have any foot neuropathies anymore. Um, those are my senior patients. And I just love that. I love those stories. Anyway, um, that's it for the week. I hope you have a great uh, week. This is Labor Day in the U.S. So if you're, um, if you're in the U.S., have a great three-day weekend. And I will talk to you all soon. Take care.